0: It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Centiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents.
1: Roll things, little food for your soul. Things. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful. beautiful. Life a little more families.
0: tight, tighten up your core. Things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things.
1: With Amy Brown.
0: Happy Thursday, Four Things. Amy here, and my guest today is a friend, Jeremiah Carter. He's been on the podcast before. Hola. I'm starting the conversation off with sourdough bread, which we're going to talk about more than that. We're actually going to talk about the freedom of self-forgetfulness, which I feel like a couple of months ago when you are on the podcast, you brought this book up by Tim Keller. I did. And you touched on it a little bit, but I since then I've read it a few times. It's a very short book, very, and I'll probably need to read it like 500 more times Just to get it down. Same. I feel like that's the sentiment of others that have read it. I know you gave it to our friend Chase and he's already read it a couple times. Mm
1: -hmm. And Evan. yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we'll get into how you came across this book, why you like to gift it to people. And I'll share an example of like a time where I definitely made something about me that wasn't about me. Not necessarily the details of everything, but I just think that, reading something and really understanding it and then going through like a life experience that where you could have implemented it, but you didn't. And then next day having that realization of like, oh, now I, now I understand this better. So I think the more you read it, the more you'll have those moments where you look back on a conversation maybe you had just had and you're like, oh shoot,
1: yeah, I, I could have, yeah. I
0: could have implemented this concept, which is nothing new. It's from the Bible, so it's been around a minute, (laughs) (laughs) Paul, shout out, Uh, but speaking of something that's nothing new, is sourdough bread, homemade bread, Mm. Uh, that's definitely been around for quite some time as well, but...
1: Do we know when that began? We should probably...
0: I I can look it up.
1: We could look it up. While
0: you talk about getting homemade sourdough bread from a local bakery.
1: Okay, yeah, so you wanted to bake your own bread, and that came up... For me, because we were trying to find some place to eat while we were in between the schedule stuff, I don't even remember, but we went over one place, over near a place in Wedgwood, Houston, in Nashville called uh, Dozen Bakery, which I really like to go to, but I usually like to go to just after the lunch hour rush, and they have really good in-house baked bread. Not just sourdough bread, but they have multiple versions of sourdough bread. They have other bread. And then they do very good sandwiches on their own bread or breakfast sandwiches. They do their own in-house cookies, pastries, coffee, stuff like that. So it's a typical bakery, but it's, I would say, one of the better ones in that they do everything, as I understand it, in-house. And it just tastes unbelievable. So that day, it just closed at 2 p.m., the next day, I wanted to go before church. It was opening at 8 a.m., and by the time I got there, it was a line out the door. I got, and there's a good amount of line space inside.
0: In 20-degree weather.
1: Yeah, yeah, in 20-degree weather or colder. And I don't ever remember seeing that before. Again, I'm more of a midday guy, but I think someone someone's discovered the secret and post about it, shouted about it.
0: Yeah, so if you come to Nashville, yeah. try to go to Dozen Bakery, or this is just encouragement, if you don't want to bake your own or you don't have a starter— Cause I'm, I want to bake my own, mm-hmm. but I don't have a starter yet, but I'm, I'm gonna get one. And then I'm gonna try to make my <laughs> yes. own. But in the meantime, we can support local bakeries in our area. So wherever you live, and, and that's just something that's not always top of mind for me. Like I go to the grocery store and I normally just go to the freezer section and get my Ezekiel bread, which is great. Mm-hmm. But once I was craving the sourdough bread, I thought, oh, well, one way to achieve that since I'm not making my own yet, is just to go to a local bakery such as Dozen. And may I recommend how you eat it is slice the sourdough bread, put it in the toaster, butter it, add a little sea salt and then some honey on top. And it's like amazing.
1: Mm, Yeah, you're a big toast fan. You have lots of versions of toast, but that's a a really top choice the way you just said it.
0: And, you know, something that came up yesterday too around the topic of food is sometimes how we can miss out on things like that. I mean, there was definitely a time in my life where there's no way I would have Eaten sourdough bread with butter and honey. Like, I've just been like, "Mm, Mm. sorry, it's not on my list of things that I eat. Sure, yeah, yeah. So,
1: lots of lists out there.
0: I wouldn't have allowed myself to enjoy sourdough bread. And it's so, (laughs) it's so good. I would be missing out on so much. And so, as I say that, I know it's the start of the year and people start certain things in the new year a lot of times. And you might be thinking, oh, well, that would be great, but sourdough bread's not on my list. And I'm not Mm. saying toss out whatever you have going on for yourself that's going to help you feel good. I don't know what that is. But what came up, and it wasn't just about the bread, it was food in general and breaking bread with people and community and hanging out with family and friends of sometimes how we are so focused on ourselves, bringing in the the freedom of self-forgetfulness, that we prioritize That over community Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how that will fill up our cup more, or our body will figure out what to do with it and it will have the joy from those moments than the anxiety we have or the sadness around having to walk away from that. And then, you know, having it and being content with it, and doesn't mean if you have it, you have to the whole loaf because you're never going to have sourdough bread again. Like, (laughs) enjoy the moment with your people. Sure,
1: yeah. It doesn't have to be feast or famine. I think, of course, as you've already noted, there are a lot of avenues we could go down. but, But Broadway, the main drag is we're trying to speak about how enriching the things around the actual meal are for the meal itself as far as it relates to your body. I think that there are things that we can't even quantify. But go look at the research. Research will show you that, yeah, people in a sense, have much better levels in their body of certain responses, you know, cortisol responses, et cetera, when they are able to just enjoy the people they're with instead of trying to hyper-control their whole environment.
0: Yeah, and then how that ties into its freedom. Like when you're not trying to hyper-control mm-hmm. in those moments, it's not exactly what Paul is talking about Sure, <laughs> in his letter what to Corinthians. What a legend. But... It certainly ties in and and can definitely play a role when you are, in a way, trying to minimize yourself. I think we spend a lot of days making everything about ourselves, and I think that's sort of the natural thing to do. Like, why not? We can be wired that way. I know that my brain, I was constantly concerned. I've done a lot of work on it, but overly concerned about what others thought of me and even crushed by it. If it was hmm. that I thought it was something
1: yeah, negative, really
0: even my own opinion of myself carried too much weight. For Did sure. you feel like
1: that's where you kind of, that's where you lived? Like your time, your energy, your thoughts, they, they would not a hundred percent, but they would more or less live there.
0: Majority of the time, what other people thought of me, yes. Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: then my opinion of myself mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. not high. And yeah. so then... That was just exhausting.
1: Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's pretty normal. I think you, you have a very relatable experience. I think most people, if they're honest with themselves, would say they know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that whether we admit it or not, we all care to varying degrees what people think of us.
1: Yeah, and in some sense, you know, again, more avenues to go down. But I think all good things take time. Relationships are one of those things. Relationships shape us. They, in a lot of ways, make us. You do need to pick good people to be around. And there are people that constantly love to shout about as I think they're going through growth and changes, maybe progression. They can get to places where they say, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. And in some sense, I understand where they're coming from, but I don't think that that's necessarily fully honest. One, and two, I don't even think that that's very healthy or good. Because some, at some level, you should care what some people think in your life. And you've invited certain people into your life to care to call you out to say hey behavior right now this this kind of action not helpful not healthy for you i want more for you for, than this and that's a good thing and you should probably consider what they think about you right yeah
0: I, I think that it's uh too like for me and just sharing my personal experience with some of those thoughts they would loop in my brain and i was losing sleep over it and hmm. uh, it was just certain things were devastating to me yeah and in the book, Tim talks about those types of things and we should not be losing sleep over.
1: Yeah. Do you have an example? I, maybe that's, I'm putting you on the spot too much, but like, I think that a lot of people have lost sleep over their mind running around one scenario, one word of the day, one interaction that somebody said something to them that, that pricked a little place in them. And they don't even understand what that place that was pricked is, but they're going to go to trying to manage how they can change what, the person who pricked it was you know what i mean what their opinion was what their words were instead of trying to deal with what actually got pricked right yeah
0: and that's what that's the indicator that's yeah. your your yeah. ego's coming out and that's what he talks about in the book which tim says paul has reached a place where his ego draws no more attention to itself than any other part of his body and he uses an example of your toe and you know your ego you notice it when it's yeah, injured.
1: Yeah. It's funny, even yesterday, you were cooking something, you cut your finger. And what did Caitlin say in the evening? She was like, how nice is it for the other three of us who don't have any cut fingers at the moment? Like you don't notice until boom, you've cut your finger and it, it drives you nuts. When you wash your face, when you brush your teeth, when you're trying to bake cookies, when you're trying to etc.
0: Oh, yeah, I was trying to yeah. button up my jeans. And I had to <laughs> yeah. use my thumb. There and I was are. like, Oh, well, this is really difficult at yeah. the moment. Yeah. And then Caitlin even went on to say, you know, like, when you have a sore throat, and so mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh mm-hmm. gosh, man!" Just the last few months, I didn't have a sore throat, and I wasn't thankful at yeah, all.
1: Yeah, like yeah. you
0: have, it's it stands out there. So, First Corinthians four three is, "I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself." Mm. And the court is mentioned there because I think a lot of times we take ourselves into the courtroom. Either we call the session with our people in our life or we enter into it with someone else. And I know I've certainly had examples of that. I mean, you and I even have had an example of that where I definitely took you to court once. And then at the moment I thought like it was totally valid and justified. And then the next day, I think I woke up and was like, shoot, I went to court and that I didn't need to. That could be something that was released, but I also am thankful for it because it showed me another example of times where maybe down the line, if I encounter something similar, I'll be reminded of this learning lesson and know, okay, check myself because that was my ego showing up.
1: Mm. I can obviously remember the specific example and we don't need to get into it, but I think it's, it's good in a sense for you to share and be honest about what you feel, what you saw, but that's amazing that you had that self-reflection as well. I mean, I think, again, all good things take time. Relationships matter. And I think that what we're getting back to the book is, is that kind of indication. Is you realize that the ego exists. You're a human being. So the ego is there. All
0: right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last-minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays. Like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom, but don't worry. Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now Mother's Day is May 12th. So make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you gotta do is go to quince.com slash amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash amy. You're gonna get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash amy. (sighs) A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions, and this friend said to my daughter, like, Hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? (laughs) And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut, coconut scented Clorox and is my go to, and I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you.
1: You realize that the ego exists. You're a human being. So the ego is there. It's going to be there. But what is the way that it is being given life or how is it managed? Because Paul will also say, I mean, you can go to places in Galatians, I guess it is. What is that? Maybe chapter six, verse seven. Y'all can go look that up and tell me if I'm right. But he talks about taking pride in the way you operate. And he's saying, but don't take pride in the way you operate in the sense that you're comparing against somebody else. And that's part of what, and back to the point, this book, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, it's part of what's been so beautiful for me to be able to share it with anybody who thinks the Bible is ridiculous, who thinks that Christianity is ridiculous, God, belief in God is ridiculous or not. And I think Keller is, in my opinion, one of the best of all time at being able to make very simple practical wisdom very palatable, very absorbable for most anyone. And he's having to do it out of New York where you have intellectuals from all over the world that think in some sense they are above and beyond or have moved forward from places that other people are still stuck in And this book is, again, we're calling it a book, but it's a 40-page little tiny, not pamphlet, but not book. So it is just very concise, clear wisdom. And he's saying, look, you're a human human being, and you do have an ego. It exists. There's a part of you that wants to take pride in the way you live. Because of that, you want to then measure everything. Where are we there? Is it a low self-esteem thing or a high self-esteem thing? Which is what I think we talked about more in the last podcast when I brought this up of... Which way should we go? You know, in the, in the past, counselors or therapists would talk about how, you know, there was, there was too high a self-esteem of people and it was better to, to have a low self-esteem. And nowadays they're saying that everybody has too low self-esteem and you need to have a way higher self-esteem. And Paul's sitting there saying, no, neither. Why are you talking about your self-esteem in, in a sense? I do think that there are a lot of people out there that because they can get into this, you know, again, that pricked moment, they can capture a lot of souls, capture a lot of attention by just bringing in something that is spiritually new to someone and feels right and good that they can understand. And they say, oh, I want to dive into X, Y, Z, three steps to fulfillment, five steps to peace, seven steps to success. And he's saying that that's just going into the courtroom again. And does it last forever? Because then you're just measuring everything. And then it all is about you, and at that point it becomes suffocating. It becomes painful, or it, it's bloated to the point where it's just air space. You're just empty. There's an emptiness. He gives multiple very good, clear examples. But
0: yeah, again, I think there's yeah. really helpful illustrations, real life examples, and like you said, Tim Keller was amazing at this. Madonna. That you know, non Christians could relate to. Like mm-hmm. I feel like anybody could read this and benefit from it although I do love a good seven steps to peace <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like I don't I can read this do. over and over but I I yeah. like things like that and those are for me in my moments and I've certainly shared several things like that here on the podcast with people but I like having this as as a base and seeing it as something and explained to me in a way that I have not ever received before and we'll spend we'll continue (laughs) to spend more time with it but but i think that i know myself and i'll still partake in some of the other stuff but just with a healthier base of the ego (laughs) thoughts on that
1: well yeah i guess i'll ask a question and and say a thought at the same time one i'd love to hear more of what you even mean by that i'm sure the listeners would too of, of what exactly you mean by what you've benefited from this and your understanding of the ego maybe not to future cast too much, but one of the things that I would like to talk about in the future is this idea of understanding oneself and how beneficial it is to understand the world. And part of that being taught at a very, very early age through, through sports, through team sports, there's so much to gain from that and seeing outside yourself and looking in the same direction with a group of people and seeing who they are and where they excel and being able to surrender certain things over to them, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of, of really good richness there and we were speaking about it in the sense of, I guess, vision casting, um, manifesting a vision board, trying to have a focus at, at face value. You could say, okay, well, let's just define it. What, what are you manifesting and where are you manifesting it from? Those questions probably need to be answered. But on the other side, you can simply say, like, yeah, okay, I, I learned when I was in middle school or beforehand, like, to focus and envision making the shot before i make it practicing Visualization. My, yeah practicing yeah. my free throws practicing my form repetition hard work in that place surrender in that place getting outside myself in that place because we i believe it'll help the team there's a lot there and or
0: in a rush
1: yeah. the driver Yep. I don't know
0: if y'all seen Rush. But shout out uh, was that uh, Chris Hemsworth?
1: Wow, what a pool! Yeah,
0: yeah, he does Beautiful visualization yeah. in the uh, visualizing the track and how his car, how he's going to race it.
1: Yeah, which Gran Turismo as well. Now they have more technology, and people can practice on.
0: Michael Jordan used simulated. to visualize.
1: Yeah, all, yeah, like
0: you were saying, the basketball stuff. Right. Anywho.
1: Anywho. So I, I I've made it longer than I meant to already, but on the growth path in that process sometimes <laughs> you kind of want to step back and ask people like, hey, is this your first time to think about hard work and concentration? Like, is that part of what you're calling manifestation? Is this your first time to think about...
0: That sounds incredibly condescending.
1: Right. It can. But, it, but in some sense, you're trying to say like, look, it, it is a bit laughable when it's said that way. But it is a, it is a point of difference in one is saying that person who's focusing the way they are and giving their time and attention is focusing on the process. They're focusing on what's at hand in the driveway, practicing their free throws to continue with that example. And oftentimes I think manifesting or trying to envision or future cast is about a future outcome. It's always about the outcomes. It's about the goals. It's where you want to end up. And we miss so much when our focus is at the end. It's at the finish line in some sense, right? And so I think that to bring it back or try to bring it back. With Tim Keller in this book, what he's trying to get people to see on a number of levels is who are you right now, you know, and and what is it that you are operating in right now? And why is that? If you're living in a way that your identity and your worth, your value, comes from something out in the world, your ego is always going to be pendulum swinging, you know, in some sense. You're going to be pricked by feeling like you're not enough, pricked by feeling like you're better than everybody else back and forth. And he was like, but what if it comes from a place that's neither? And there's nothing left to prove. Everything is already solid. You were made on purpose and you get to actually be calm in that. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, no, I yeah. mean, I've read the book multiple times. <laughs> I'm, I'm following with you and I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with that. I just also think you can still have a vision board and want things for yourself in the future and be very much in the present.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. But I,
0: that takes I work too.
1: I I'm not trying to hate vision it? boards. Okay. Thank you.
0: I have glue sticks downstairs if you want to make <laughs> one. Don't knock the, it till you try it. This has it. been a
1: vision board home in the last number of weeks, hasn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. people keep coming over to make their vision board, and then we end up just eating popcorn and talking. So we haven't gotten around to it much this year. But
1: Which is that more valuable? The relationships, eye yeah. contact face-to-face, is that even more valuable? For holding you accountable for what things you want to do and how you want to walk walk in your life, then yeah, putting think, it on a cork board.
0: I think they're both good.
1: I'm not saying one's not valuable.
0: Yeah. I remember last year having really good we're present in the moment times around my kitchen table with girlfriends, making our vision boards, talking, laughing, cutting mm. things out. And I think it's all within reason and having a healthy perspective. And knowing that just because you cut something out and paste it on this vision board does not mean that that's what's in store for you.
1: Sure, sure. But But
0: for me, it's having my eyes on things I would like. May it totally do a 180 from that? Sure. And I have to be open to that. And it's like a a prayer of these are my heart's desires. This is my heart's desire. This, 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 and this, and this. And I'm going to pray for it. And then I will have to accept what? God's will is for my life Hmm. and know that if that's not meant to be, my heart's desire will hopefully correct course. I may have to grieve certain things that I've been excited about, but know that, oh, there, you know, there's something else.
1: I hear you and I feel you there. I think what I'm trying to get towards is sort of what we began with, the sourdough bread again, in some sense, with a vision for something way down the road. Do you ever feel like that sometimes you miss the day to day?
0: you know how much I say I'm being present. (laughs) I have to (laughs) practice being present. And that is something that I think you have to be aware of for sure to be in the present.
1: I guess that's the second question. And it might be interesting to hear you speak on this. What do you feel like was more valuable? Let's just take, let's pretend. I don't know if you even did. sounds like you did, but vision board 2022 into 2023, or however you'd say it. Yes, I have it. It's it's
0: in my closet, half of it, because my dog ate some of it. And that to me was a clear sign that like (laughs) what the dog dog ate and removed. I was like, well, I guess (laughs) God's just telling me, let it go.
1: What do you remember most about that vision board, that board and things you cut out, Mm -hmm. or the time that you spent with the actual people that were there while you were making it? You
0: know, the two years before my vision board had a cat on it? (laughs) <laughs> As before I had a cat.
1: Why'd you make that turn? Because right I now? know how
0: much you love Maggie. Maggie and loves me. I manifested her. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, say what you want. But I plead the fifth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You meant What what color was Maggie on your vision board?
0: I don't remember. It's just cats. We put, I played a cat. Oh my. And Stashira <laughs> made one, and she put a cat, and then we got our cat. Okay. You know, but I think that it was like, okay, that's one of my goals for this year. I got to get the cat.
1: Okay, it we're not. we're, we're going to have to, to work have a part, two. Gonna have to <laughs> <do> part 2 we're going to have to part two. Why? Well, because now there's a question of how much of that was you it and is how much me. of me. The-
0: Listen, I don't think that just because you wake up every day and you look at a board that it's magically going to happen. I'm not saying happen. that. I'm not saying. Okay, okay. That. Okay, no. I mean, I think that there are things that are good to have even in our subconscious. I think yes. it's good to look at something Again, and have focus it there
1: and working in that direction Again, Sure. Yeah.
0: And we also have to do things. I think that things that I do to be in the present are my prayer and meditation. And through prayer and meditation, I feel more in the flow of my day and what is happening. And I'm open to witnessing more, not sure if you're going to love or hate this word, synchronicities that happen.
1: I'm all right with alignment.
0: Thank you. just, <laughs> just depends like, what you're aligned like, with. Is that <laughs> uh, So when I'm doing prayer and meditation and I'm more in the flow of my day, mm-hmm. which meditation and prayer keep you very present. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can be thinking of things ahead, but when you're having a prayer time or a meditation time, you're constantly having to bring your, bring your brain back into the moment. And that's what was so frustrating to me growing up about prayer time. And I never really had a meditation practice until last year, but I, joined the two. I feel like it made my prayer time, I kind of use it as both. But a frustration I had as a child praying is my ADHD brain, I felt as though I am not a good prayer. I can't pray. My prayer brain. Is mostly loose. Yeah, it's hard. Right. And being still and my brain was constantly go, go, go. So being still was not happening inside my head. And I think that the meditation has helped train my brain, or at least show me, or hearing people speak about it, in a way now, are they coming from a prayer space or a Christian space? No, but the people that I've heard talk about it, I have been able to translate it for myself, how it will work best for me. And when I heard them say they meditate for an hour a day, and they have to tell their brain to come back to the present multiple times, I kept thinking, well, I can't do it right until I can do it perfect. Perfect. Mm. and I learned that, like, you oh. You thought there was,
1: like, a strategy that you had, I to, just, you had the, to jump through the Yeah, I just thought other people
0: are better or... at this than me, and this is, like, not my thing, so I'm not going to really
1: do you know where that came it. from?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, we could go through a whole thing of my childhood it's and not comparison. believing in myself, mm. really, and mm. from teachers. And I think some of that was because of my performance in school because of my ADHD. Mm. I wasn't diagnosed I was at the time. I wasn't—nothing was being done holistically or— um, Did you ever feel any with like- medication.
1: Okay. Did you ever feel any like mountaintop moments where you're like, I'm awesome? Even if it was just four, four or five minutes in a day when you're in middle school or something.
0: This is something I've worked through in therapy as an adult in the last few years. Hmm. Huge mountaintop moment where I was so proud of myself and literally 10 minutes after was knocked back down by a teacher who was actually trying to give me a compliment hmm. about my mountain moment, but she shared it with such- Disbelief and awe, like she couldn't believe that I just did what I did. That it did the opposite inside of me, where I was like, Oh my gosh, she believed that little in me. She didn't even think I could do that. She should not be this surprised. Yet I have performed in such a way where now she is so surprised by me actually doing something good.
1: Yeah. That it ruined the I think there's a perfect point to speak about Madonna and then maybe can come back and speak more even on that. But Madonna in this book, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, Tim Keller makes it clear that she's not alone. In some sense, she's a beautiful example because she's very self-aware. But in an open interview, in a public interview that was published, she spoke about how in her mountaintop moments, just to put it simple, in some of the moments where she's had awards, she was considered one of the greatest. She was on top of the world and the music industry, et cetera. And even beyond that, That she said it wasn't, I don't know what the exact time, but basically it wasn't five seconds before she felt like I've got to do it again. I've got to do it again. I've got to prove myself again. I've got to prove myself again. There was never enough. Yeah, I've never, I've never arrived. And again, that's because her ego, just to use the word again, Mm -hmm. her ego is basically saying you have to prove yourself. Your identity is here. And if you are not on the mountaintop, then you are nobody and I think a lot of people live like that I think that's why even in I mean that's another branch but with the uptick in device use applications social medias etc there is a sort of constant narrative that you're the main character in this grand movie and it does revolve around you the world revolves around you or depends on you and that can be again daunting It can feel terrible or some people feel like, wow, they're way above. They've got to be a savior, et cetera. But I, I don't know. To bring it back, what's if you have a, a specific example, do you have another one past high school or past that moment where you felt like, dang, I feel really good, and then you had to feel a, a sense of I need to turn around again?
0: I mean, you know? my example was more so that I was n- knocked down by uh, another person, whereas Madonna, sure. was. it was an internal drive to – achieve more and be the best. Mm. And she never felt that she was that.
1: I'm sure some of that came externally though too.
0: Sure. What's the origin of it? That's not shared in there. I'm not sure for her, but I don't share that same drive. Maybe other people see something. I mean, I do feel as though I am aware enough to know that I'm not constantly trying to achieve anything to prove anything to myself. I witness that every day. I mean, I feel like Bobby's like this and he would admit it. I'm not talking about a minus back. This is a thing like I would say to his face. Like, sure. He's very similar in that he's achieved so much and it's mm-hmm. never enough. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I could also walk away today and go live in a quiet mountain town. <laughs> I mean, I think that obviously I chase certain things. I'm not saying that I'm the complete opposite of Madonna. But I'm not one of those that's chasing the top of the mountain everywhere. Yeah. Some of that could be rooted in fear of like, well, what if I don't get there or I get there and somebody knocks me right off? I don't know. But I don't, I don't have that.
1: Yeah, well, maybe that's, I mean, I think in the book he addresses it. That's a very poignant point or apropos. I think that this doesn't apply to me. I, I don't have any resonance with this kind of topic because I don't have grandiose dreams or I don't, I'm not trying to get to some mountaintop. And he's trying to say, it's much deeper than that. You know, the heart issue here.
0: Well, is, you know, this resonates with me.
1: Sure, sure. The, 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 the
0: message, the central theme. Yeah. But I, in a different way, I think.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it, we've said it already. So maybe for the listener, it, it's helpful to repeat that you're clearly saying right now, like I don't have some mountaintops I'm chasing right now. I'm okay with no mountaintops. I like to apply myself. I want to work hard. I want to do excellent work in what I what I put my hands to. All that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, you're like, I'm okay with not doing any of it. I'm I'm okay with, with letting all of it go. And I feel peace with that. But that doesn't mean that you don't have an ego or that you're not oh, a human yeah. being. No, that, mine's. It doesn't feel, yeah.
0: Showsing, showing up in sure, other yeah. ways. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I think this is an important. Sure. Bit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. a fashionista, or maybe even a photographer, or a fanatic about yoga. Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. You can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash giftfinder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacova's boots are made by hand If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. (sighs) A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? (laughs) And her response without missing a beat was, clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut Coconut-scented Clorox Antiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And Of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. My brain just went to sourdough bread again because I think seeing a lot of people bake during the pandemic when they were home mm. and they were doing it all and they got really, really good at it. And their bread started to look so beautiful and amazing. I mean, some of the sourdough, you do the little designs, and it can just look so oh, really? I don't beautiful know when it comes out of the oven. Whoa. And I think that's one of those things where I can look at everybody else doing it and be like, oh, I could never do that. Because to me, it seems like a daunting process to like do the whole thing. And I can either see that as, oh, I'll just let them do it. Uh, I'm <laughs> not going to do that. Or I could say, oh, wow, thank you, Lord, for showing me that if— they can do it. It is possible and I can do it. So I'll get my starter. That's a low level of sort of what we're talking about. If there's higher goals you have like baking sourdough bread. Okay. That's one thing. But sometimes we get really worked up with maybe work things or athletic things. You're seeing other people achieve stuff and you look at it and you're, uh, how can they get to do that? And I don't. Mm-hmm. Something I do and flip, especially career wise is, if I come across something maybe on Instagram where maybe my ego might have that reaction of like, oh, they're getting to do that. And Mm -hmm. like, I've never been asked to do that or whatever. I say, no, thank you, Lord, for showing me this person out there doing that. Yay for them. And also it is possible for me. Mm -hmm. Like this is a reminder that I can do this too if that's something that I'm supposed to do. And I have that heart of you know, excitement for them and instead of it making me bitter towards what I'm not doing, I get to celebrate what they're doing and be thankful that I am—I have a way to see that that is possible.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to be very, very honest, fiercely honest with yourself in that place. You really do. Because otherwise, what will you do? You will chase every little hot iron in the fire that, oh, these people are doing that. I need to do that. Or these people are implementing this strategy or this tactic. They're, they're involved in this industry and X, Y, Z. I should be doing well, that.
0: Well, the key, is yeah, is if that is something yeah. I'm supposed to do. No, yeah, I'm for. just
1: resonating with yeah. you. Yeah, Yeah. I think you said it very well.
0: So, like, if you see other people baking sourdough bread, don't <laughs> don't doubt yourself. You, too, can do it. Apparently, Caitlin told me— Or you can just me, go to
1: Dozer Bakery. <laughs> if that's yes. not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. go to the local <laughs> you bakery. Just get some, that's what I do. They <laughs> do a better job than I do. <laughs> well,
0: Caitlin did say last night that there's this whole— starter kit you can get once I find out all the details I will share it but it's some woman that puts together everything you need and you just order it all even the starter you know the thing you have to like feed to keep alive and <laughs> you get everything you need all the tools it all comes in this little box and then you're good to go instead of having to like research and get this that and go order this there and that you just get get everything from this one person so sourdough bread coming up winning soon well, speaking of, I'm going to go make a slice like right now. Yeah, Jeremiah, before we go, can you share four things you're currently thankful for?
1: Oh, yeah. Four things I'm currently thankful for. One, I would, I would start with my health because we've spoken about that at, at the moment. I don't have any cut thumbs or broken toes that are distracting me. Um,
0: or hurt tailbone.
1: Yeah, that as well. I'm really grateful for my health. And there's a lot of, y'all, y'all wash your hands and drink your water, stay, uh, stay healthy. There's a lot of sickness going around. Two, I would say, for sure, fellowship of some close friends. There's been some really wonderful, perfectly timed, unplanned calls and words of encouragement that have been good for my spirit, and I'm really grateful for that. That's one of those things. You can't can't orchestrate that or manufacture that.
0: You didn't have that on your vision board?
1: Yeah, no, I did not manifest that. Three, I would say sports. It's a great time of year. I love, obviously, European football. There's some good stuff. Transfer windows open. There's some exciting things going on overseas, and then you got the NFL playoffs happening. College football, all that stuff just finished up, and you got the shuffle. Yeah, it's just fun for me. Sort of like food, etc. It's a fun place to fellowship. I haven't been back in Nashville for very long, and I didn't plan to be here even as long as I have been. But that's been one of the highlights. Being back here is just. There's always some buddies, hey, let's go play basketball. You play for three hours, let's go play football, let's go play soccer, and it's just fun. You, you find that here much more than you do in some of the other places up in. Number four, I would have to say, as far as starting the year, the gift of solitude. There are a couple moments that were just real gifts of solitude that helped me be able to take a breath and reflect and digest some things I needed to digest, and it brought some clarity on some things that I've been wrestling with for a while. And even just the very fact that that's something that you have to you have to work—it's a labor to try and have solitude and have moments of prayer and quiet. It it takes exercise. It take you have to you have to work really hard to get those moments, but it's so valuable. So it's worth the effort.
0: Love that encouragement for sure. Thank you, Jeremiah, for joining me in this conversation. Thank you for gifting Mm, me the the book, The Freedom of of Self-Forgetfulness. I'll link it in the show notes. It's easy to find. It's so small. Like Jeremiah said, it's more like a pamphlet of sorts. It's really cheap as well. So it is something if you wanted to buy for yourself or even buy for some friends, I think that this is a book where you could get it for a group, like similar to a book club, and y'all are all reading it together and having discussions around it maybe some group texts going i know that some of my friends or shannon chase we've all had talks around this book i bought it for my sister and her husband it's here i need to mail it to them but i think it's just something good because something jeremiah mentioned earlier as well is accountability so if everybody's kind of on the same page with it then you can kind of also (laughs) You go check. But I mean, (laughs) that's
1: the most bought book. I'll clearly say that. I bought this book for other people more than any other book, easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's such a gift. We love us some Tim Keller. So, yay. Thank you, Jeremiah. And hope y'all are having the day that you need to have. Bye. Ciao. Awesome. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. <sighs> hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you